Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Clay Travis is with us. He is the founder of OutKick Fox Sports. At Clay Travis on Twitter. He's on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Clay? How are you? I'm great. How are y'all? Doing fantastic. Thanks a lot. I encourage everyone, Clay tweeted it, go read uh, his seven thoughts about the future of college athletics. I think it is, I don't agree with all seven, but I do think um, it is very, very interesting where college athletics, specifically specifically football and basketball, are going. And I, I think the most intriguing idea you had to me, Clay, in that seven, was why would the Big Ten and the SEC not just launch their own network? Like, yeah, a college football network. Why sell the rights? Why not just launch your own network? Yeah, if I were, um, you know, advising the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, and they came to me and they said, "Hey, how do we make the most money?" Right. As a general rule, thanks to the benefits of capitalism, most people in business end up happiest. Employees, management, everybody. If everybody makes more money, um, and I think right now. College football in particular, um, I think college basketball is a little bit different story, but college football in particular is not a very well-run business. And they are leaving billions, that's billions with a B, uh, on the table that could otherwise be coming into college football coffers. And so in the years ahead, um, I I don't see any reason why college football would not become a for-profit venture. And immediately people out there are like, well, it'll ruin college football, right? Everybody's out there. Um, I don't understand how making a business more efficient ruins it. Um, you know, I, I, the, the college football universe has to change now. Um, there is uh, – Shannon Terry is a good buddy of mine, founded Rivals on three. Now he runs on three, sorry, 24-7 as well. Uh, he estimates, they're pretty plugged in on the NIL front, that up to $300 million is going to be paid to college football players and some college basketball players uh, in this upcoming 2024 year. Everybody is paying. Alabama is paying players millions of dollars. Tennessee is paying players millions of dollars. Florida, Florida State, Ohio State, I mean, Michigan. Like, there is no, uh, you know, sort of uh, virgin in the whorehouse here. Um, everybody is paying players. And so to me, the question is, okay, how do we put in place a legal construct that allows this to occur going forward? And it's sort of what I would say a four or five dimensional challenge because you have the legal, the business, uh, the media, the sports, uh, the political, all of that is rolled into kind of one five dimensional challenge. And you can find something that makes sense on one of those prongs, but then there's other challenges elsewhere. It might make sense on three. So there's going to have to be a lot of intelligent people sitting down at the table and figuring out what the future is going uh, is going to look like. So that's I'm not saying that that what I laid out is going to be a hundred percent correct, uh, but I think there's way more right in there than there is wrong. And I remember back in the day. Uh, SEC Commissioner Mike Slive uh, used to, uh, who I got to know pretty well, used to talk all the time about paradigm shifts and how you had to shift when the paradigm shifted. And the question was, when did they arrive? 
you guys know Greg Sankey well. I know Greg Sankey well. I think he's super smart. I think he's probably the best commissioner in all of sports. Um, and and that, that's not speaking hyperbolically. I mean, I think he's done a better job than Adam Silver. Um, I think he would have done a better job than Roger Goodell has, and Roger Goodell hasn't done a bad job. Uh, you know, Gary Bettman, certainly. I don't even think there's a, a comparison to him right now in the world of college athletics. I mean, he's been there way longer. The presidents and ADs trust him after the way he led them through COVID uh, and all those challenges, integrated Texas and Oklahoma pretty flawlessly. Um, I think the SEC is in good hands from a leadership perspective. Uh, but, uh, but, and I've talked some with Greg about this. I mean, it's going to be a challenge to figure out, and no one person is going to have all the answers. Uh, but it is going to be a big, important decision for the future, uh, generationally, of college football in particular. But why would it make sense for college to have their, the SEC and the Big Ten to have their own network when it doesn't for the NFL? Uh, or do you think the NFL should broadcast their own games and not use well, the networks? It, it, it's actually it's actually a good question. Um, I think the NFL network was designed when the cable and satellite bundle made sense. When I say own network, I effectively mean their own streaming uh, universe, right? right. So uh, how much money do you think? I mean, look, I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there who are super smart with their Excel spreadsheets and MBAs and everything else who could sit down and quantify this. But if I told you that you could get every SEC and Big Ten game, uh, and they would be played with half the commercial breaks that they have right now, and they would all stream, um, and you would subscribe, and you would pay $100 a year or something like that. Um, I think every SEC football fan on the planet would pay for that, right? Yes. Um, I, I think you would have to give fans something over and above what they get now. The SEC network and the Big Ten network are great properties, and I think they've done a good job with them, and certainly they've been very, very profitable. The challenge is the cable, uh, well, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, with you, Dunaway, last week, right? When you said, hey, you know, everything's getting more expensive, the cable and satellite bundle's collapsing. I don't know that I would, the reason the NFL wants out of the business is because they can see the end of the line where there's not very many subscribers and they're losing money on their network that's on terrestrial regular television. Right. I'm talking about a Netflix of college sports, for lack of a better way to, to explain it. And hey, Maybe the reality is instead of them having to launch it, Netflix or Amazon comes and says, oh, my goodness, we want this so badly. We'll pay whatever it costs. And you just directly sell it to them. Um, so, uh, look, the, the numbers, I think, and I'm quoting off the top of my head, I think the NFL is scheduled to make nearly $12 billion this year in, uh, in television rights. And right now the uh, college football is making around, I think it's two and a half. Um, it's, it's in the article. Um, but you could easily, I, I, you may not think that the college football, even though it's often bigger and the audiences, there are more games, all those things. Let's say that the NFL is two to one over college football. That's fine. That would still mean that college football is leaving, you know, three and a half billion dollars probably on the table over double what they're making now. Uh, if they started like the sec and big 10, for instance, instead of selling their rights conference wide piecemeal, if they went to market with the uh, the entirety, uh, the whole pizza, so to speak, like the NFL does. Clay, is five days out from the Super Bowl, and I brought this up yesterday. Society hates greatness, and I cited Golden State. You know, they were a lovable team. Everybody liked Steph Curry. Then they win three championships in five years. People are sick of Steph Curry. They don't like Golden State. I think you're seeing the same fatigue right now with Kansas City going for their third Lombardi in five years. Would you say Kansas City most hated team in the NFL, maybe all of sports right now, 
And would you go Travis Kelsey or Pat Mahomes, most hated player? Oh, I think Travis Kelsey's the most hated player easily um, uh, because there's a you know a huge section of football fans that hate every time they see him with that stupid Pfizer commercial. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who I would say are not football fans, like Taylor Swift fans that like Travis Kelsey. I guess it depends on how you quantify that. I don't actually think that many people hate Patrick Mahomes. And what I think happens is not necessarily hating greatness. It's just um, it feels unfair uh, in the same way it did for Brady and the Patriots for one team to steal up all the championship glory. <laughs> and I say that. I know, Brown, you're a Dolphins fan. I'm a Titans fan. Like, I, I'm 44. I sit around sometimes now, and I'm like, you know, I might die, and Titans might never win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, like, I thought this that. Is not a, yeah. This, yeah, this is not a good – I'm not talking about, like, you know, getting a car accident and dying like a year. I'm talking about, like, I could live to be 90, and they might never win a, uh, a Super Bowl. I, I would like, as a, as a sports fan, for everyone's team to at some point get to experience winning a championship. So I would rather, you know, spread around the championships than give – uh, the New England Patriots six and the, uh, you know, who knows how many of the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to end up winning. I think that's probably what, it, when you hear that sort of fan, um, you know, discord relating to the continued dominance of a dynasty, I think it's really just kind of a sense that they're getting too much and there are other fan bases that would be more fun to watch. Like, I'd like to see the Bills celebrate. I'd like to see Browns, uh, Dolphins have a chance to really uh, get, a, get a run going. Um, Heck, I'd like to see the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, like teams that traditionally have not been on the big stage have a chance to actually win a championship. Yeah, I think the thing with Mahomes is less about Patrick Mahomes and more about his brother and his wife. And I can't hold Patrick Mahomes liable for what they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think maybe it's just uh, that feels like a cheat code in, in the NFL. Like it doesn't feel fair that one or two or three, which is often the case, right? There's three or four quarterbacks that are just head and shoulders above yeah. everybody else. It doesn't feel fair that you get one good quarterback, and then it doesn't matter how good your linebackers are or how well you drafted corners, right? Or uh, even how talented your wide receivers are. I mean, Mahomes has, like, no actually really stud wide receivers, I would argue, right now, and it doesn't matter. And we saw that with Brady, too. There is no cheat code the likes of the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think anywhere in sports. Maybe somebody like Messi would be somewhat of a comparison in uh, in soccer, or certainly you could go LeBron or Jordan at their apexes. Uh, but even those guys, um, I think, are not as important on a uh, on a play by play basis as Patrick Mahomes. You know, the best quarterback in the NFL is. So right now, San Francisco minus two and a half. Who do you have in this game? Well, I mean, unfortunately for 49er fans, based on the way my bets have been going lately, uh, I, I like the 49ers. And, uh, and to me, the, what this comes down to is I, I know I just said Mahomes is best quarterback. He's the best player on the field, the most important. I don't think there's any doubt. But I think you could legitimately, let's leave aside offensive line, although the 49ers are very good on the offensive line. I think the Chiefs are pretty good on the offensive line, too. Uh, but let's just go to skill positions. I think there's an argument that the 49ers have the four best skill position players if you were just kind of drafting. Mac, uh, McCaffrey would clearly be one. I think Debo would be two. I think Brandon Ayuk would be three. And then you get into a debate, would you rather have George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? All season long, you would have rather had George Kittle. He was the better performer down the stretch run. Now, Kelsey was unbelievable in the first half against the Baltimore Ravens. But I kind of tend towards thinking that I would rather have Kittle especially with those other weapons. And with two weeks 
I know he hasn't had success that he wants. He gave up a 28 to three lead as the offensive coordinator. They gave up a late lead four years ago against the Chiefs. But I like Kyle Shanahan with time to prepare. And uh, I just think the weapons of the 49ers, they are the more talented team. It's really the more talented team versus the better quarterback. And I think with time to prepare, I'm going to take the more talented team, uh, even though usually uh, you can't go wrong taking the better quarterback in the NFL. All right, he is Clay Travis. Go follow him on Twitter at Clay Travis. Read him at OutKick. See him on Fox. Thank you, Clay. Have a great week. Hey, appreciate you all. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. We'll see you, Clay, with us on the Johnston RVCenter.com hotline.